Hey everybody, welcome to the Steelers Show. Um, Paul's appears to have a night off. Uh, Bob, I'm here with Joe. Joe, how are you? I'm doing well. We're just surviving through the week. <laughs> doing yeah, our thing. <laughs> it, it's been quite the eventful week, but it, we're okay. We'll put it like that. So, um, These off-season Steelers shows are interesting. Uh, we definitely want to talk about what we know about the Steelers. We don't like getting a ton into rumors. Uh, Joe brought up a rumor we'll definitely look at. Um, so sometimes it shows good 10 minutes, sometimes it goes 10 hours. Who knows? We'll try to keep it more in the 10 minute side. Um, I don't where to start, Joe. Maybe the Justin Fields thing. Um, he's one guy that you hear out there as a potential guy to see what you can grab. A lot of debate. Some people love the guy, some people hate the guy. Uh, I'm somewhere in the middle. I think he's bringing some good qualities. I, I don't know if he's going to last 10, 15 years in the NFL. Um, so I, I think the other week when we talked about it, I kind of thought, hey, maybe a second or third run pick might make sense. Well, we ran a story today. Adam Schefter's reporting that the Bears really think they can get a number one first round pick for him. Now, I don't know, Joe. I mean, if the Bears are saying that, yeah, don't you hope you would get a first-round pick? Maybe this isn't even that much of a story. I don't know. Why Why would – what motivation would Chicago have to say, oh, no, we'll definitely take, like, a fourth-round pick for them? Right. Of course they're going to say, no, 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 this is a first-round pick. This is right. big, giant deal. So I don't know necessarily what the – what the hubbub is about because it's not that's sticker price that's not that's not what you actually negotiate (laughs) and certainly not a value for the pittsburgh steelers at this point i'm not going to hold about uh, fields if they can't get rough back i'm not anti-kenny pickett i just definitely think there needs to be competition but see i'm also thinking too you know, you mentioned this beforehand. I, I don't disagree. Uh, like, Fields is damaged goods. I mean, he went for a tough time in Chicago. He's been hurt various times, too. But I can't believe Justin Fields. Now, if you trade with him, he has to come in. But how excited is he going to be to say, hey, you get to compete with Kenny Pickett? Don't you think if somebody trades for him, he's going to come in and say, okay, I'm number one, right? Well, I think they're all going to be one. want to be number one. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Not, not many people come in and say, ooh, I'm very eager to be number three on this depth well, chart right now. Well, um, say you get Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is going to come to compete. I mean, you know, he's going and, – and you're right. Everyone wants to be number one, but some guys aren't going to come to your team if, if you're not I saying, hey, here's a starting job. I think in some ways the realities of, of uh, football, the business of football, is that if you're going to be willing to pay – uh, the kind of money that Kirk Cousins wants to be paid, you're not paying him to be a ben- on the bench. It's not a competition. Like you, you're you're paying big bucks for that dude to come in, so you're going to want to put him in as your QB one right away. Uh, I think you might. I'm not sure if you're in the same place if 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 you're talking Justin Fields. I'm just not sure because um, he's he struggled at times. Uh, there are lots of reasons for that. I don't necessarily mean that to denigrate Justin Fields, but he's not coming off of 
a time in Chicago where there's been uh, consistent success enough to say, oh, I absolutely want to put my franchise on this guy's shoulders. Um, there's, there would have to be some some period of proving himself. No, I feel like almost anywhere he would go at this point, unless it's, you know, somebody who's just had a, has disastrous quarterback play. Um, and at this point, I wouldn't say that Kenny Pickett has been disastrous quarterback play. It's been a challenge. There's a lot of it's been contributed to by um, questionable play calling for a significant portion of his career. So uh, the times where he's cut loose has been his most successful time. So I, I don't wouldn't necessarily think we're at a place where uh, Kenny Pickett would automatically be replaced by somebody like that. Um, and we're just this is all speculation because if 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 they actually are able to get um, uh, Mason Rudolph to to resign up, you got you got a full quarterback room. I don't know where you put them. Yeah, I think a lot of it is you send a message when you say, like Atlanta really appears to be interested in Justin Fields. So whoever trades for him, assuming they do trade for him. I mean, there's an argument the other way where you could say, why not keep Justin Fields and take that first-round pick? I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is an outstanding wide receiver. Part of the problem with Justin Fields is he's got nobody to throw it to. So if you're the Bears, why trade him away for a second or third-round pick wherever you get for him? Why not just keep him and say, hey, now we have a great receiver we could put by you? You know, it's I, I do believe that it is a pipe dream if they think they're going to get a first round pick for him so that they think they're going to get Caleb Williams and, you know, and Marvin Harrison, like, no, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. Chicago. Well, Um, you you can say you would like that all you want, but there isn't, there isn't hardly anybody uh, out there who is in that kind of need for a quarterback that wouldn't rather uh, roll the dice. I think on a, on a, uh, a younger quarterback that isn't going to be um, on the contract that Justin Fields is at this point. Well, I it would be insane if the Bears could get a top 10 pick for Fields. I think if they do, it might be somebody like Pittsburgh's at number 20. And I don't think they trade 20 for Fields, but if they got a first-round pick, I would think it would be a lower first-round pick. I don't think anybody's going to trade like you know. And, but, but, yeah. but is anybody who's in that position in the in the market for a quarterback? Uh, there's anybody who's lower than lower than twenty. Uh, um, I mean, uh, well, look at the. There's nobody who's lower than twenty who is in need of a Justin Fields. Right, and, and that's another argument. You know, you could definitely make against that. The thought would be is, like, right now the Bears have Justin Fields and the Bears have the number one pick. Right. So unless it seems crazy enough to say, hey, we'll give you the number five pick in the draft for him, why not keep a Justin Fields? I know there's question marks with him, but bring in the outstanding receiver to play with him. You know, and you get the best of both worlds, but who knows? It's hard to say. Um. Couple of notes that I'm seeing here. It was interesting. Uh, you know, Arthur Smith, I, I like what, how we decided last week. We're not going to know until September. 
you know, what type of Arthur Smith it's going to be. But I don't know if you saw this, Joe. The Sooners are reportedly interviewing a couple of guys for a passing coordinator. Uh, the Sooners really haven't had that type of guy in the past, uh, but they've, um, y- you know, part of the thing they were thinking with Arthur Smith, you, you kind of make your team look like other teams. This is an interesting guy. He used to coach at Akron. Tom Arth is one of the guys they're interviewing, supposedly. He worked with the Chargers last year and Justin Herbert. And the Chargers were a little bit of a mess, but until Herbert got hurt, uh, you know, Herbert looked pretty good under Earth. So, um, this guy, you know, anybody who can come in and actually make a positive difference, uh, I'm not against. Well, this guy uh, and a lot of, well, more local ties in the higher area, but he was the Akron head coach. He played at John Carroll at quarterback. And he was a backup to Peyton Manning. Remember when uh, Peyton Manning played for the Colts? All his backups were terrible. It was one of those guys. So, but I know. I mean, I like that. Um, you know, there's some questions out there about Arthur Smith in the passing game. If you get uh-huh. a good passing coordinator, a guy can help give advice. That might be a good thing. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I like it. I, I'm, I'm still. This is probably a pipe dream. But you know, uh, the coaching carousel is pretty much done. And there's some surprising right. names out there. I mean, you know, let's call Eric Bieniemy or Mike Vrabel and see if they could be assistant somewhere. You know, uh, do Vrabel like you would do uh, Brian Flores or something. You know, I don't know. Again, I don't hate that idea as long as it's something that we need. If it's a good if it's a good fit and the philosophy works together. Let's do it. I would think that call better than those guys better than them sitting home for a year, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that call may have been made already, but who knows? Um, yeah, um, did you see this report? Uh, some people were scoffing at it. The athletic reported that, you know, some people were surprised Vrabel hasn't gotten a coaching job already. Uh, some people said some teams are scared off by Vrabel's size. His size, yeah, he's a big guy. Oh, I mean, it's football, right? I mean, isn't that? Uh, yeah. I mean, what? I mean, look at Miami McDaniel. He's a small guy, but you shouldn't be scared of a big guy. I'm not saying you have to be big to be successful, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Well, you know, the NFL is such a copycat league. You know, a lot of times people are looking for the younger coaches that so everyone copies that. Maybe the next thing is we want old big guys. You know what I mean? Like offensive linemen. You know, offensive linemen are going to become the next head coaches. You know, <laughs> but you can't lose weight. You guys still be as big as you did in the NFL. Oh, that's such a terrible idea. You see all these guys who come off of uh, you know they're they're a year out from when they were playing, and all these linemen drop all this weight. Yeah, and they start they start to look more like human beings again. I'm full yeah, of big I, guys can lose weight. Have you seen Alan Fanica talk lately? I mean, he looks more like a halfback. <laughs> kind of wild. Yeah. He, used to, he used to be a big guy. So, yep. I, yeah. Well, if it, and if the big guys say Andy Reid will coach forever, and um, you know, maybe um, Romeo Cornell will come back, and uh, those are the coaches would love the big guy. He, you know, idea. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I, I saw that was kind of interesting. Um, J.J. Watt, he's regular on the Pat McAfee show. 
uh, Super Bowl week, so they were in Las Vegas talking. He revealed uh, Pat would tease him all year long, but hey, you're coming back to the Texans or you're coming back to the Steelers. And what laughed it off, but he never said no. He revealed today he was starting to think about this year. He said he was closely monitoring the um, Steelers in the Chiefs season. Uh, he kind of felt that they were okay. Um, yeah, Steelers could have used a defense lineman, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, but you say he almost came back, and they're like, and he talked about, man, it was so great if I could play with my brother, TJ. And like, look, why didn't you? Um, and he made a joke about that three losses at the end of the year. What do you think about that? If JJ went to the Sears at the end of the year? Uh, I, I mean, I think over overall, it wouldn't really have changed the outcomes. Uh, yeah. We did well at the end of the season. So we were able to get the wins without him. I don't think it would have been a bad thing if he would have been there. It could have been fun. But at the same time, uh, I don't know. Seems like that's a lot of money that we could have spent somewhere else. Unless he came cheap to play for his brother. He's not coming cheap. He's, he's not showing up for nothing. He did say he's a thousand percent retired, and I guess those feelings have gone away. So, sure. Hey, I like changing why he's so. So am I. I am also a thousand percent retired. Yes, I'm not coming back to the NFL. That's right. Uh, I'm not coming back to the NFL. I like J.J. White. He makes he makes me chuckle when he goes on the Pat show. I am seeing more and more stories recently about, oh, if I came back, I would come back to the Steelers. I mean, come on, J.J. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like coulda, woulda, shoulda. It's like, it's like your attitude. You know, forget the rumors. Let's just talk about what really happened. It seems like. Right. He's not going anywhere. He's not. Yeah. That's not happening. So stop talking about it. And maybe you did think about it. Maybe it was pretty close, but I don't know. It's kind of like you're rubbing your face. Oh, I almost came back to Steelers, but nah, I didn't. You know? Yeah, but nah. But now nah, you, you really didn't almost come back. No. I've remember the thing Marina was on there today. Marina mm-hmm. says he kept thinking about how things would have been different if he went to the Steelers instead of the Dolphins. I bet he thinks about it a lot. No. Not even once. I'm just just saying things on a talk show. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I guess we're in this. <laughs> hey, let's say things so we can get you know other podcasts to talk about it or you know get somebody to write a story about. It. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Um, I I don't get this, and help me understand what's going on here. Uh, Lady, okay. you know, he was a good teammate. He worked hard for the Steelers. It was, um, you, you know, very good. Um, you know, and things went south. And, you know, he sounded here. It was tough to see. I'll be honest with you. And, you know, I backed the Steelers when I backed Le'Veon. You remember the Steelers gave him, I think he had like 400 touches in a year. And I think yeah. one of Le'Veon's concerns is, hey, you're running me down. And, yeah, you know, so he sits out the year, he ends up with the Jets. He ends up he played for a couple other teams for cups of coffee. Yeah, Le'Veon wants attention, like we all do. Uh Le'Veon's tried to box, Le'Veon's tried to do some other stuff. Uh I think he played maybe two, three years ago with the Chiefs. Didn't really do super well with him. But he's like, Hey, I want to come back. 
He's going to turn 32 by the time train camp starts. And he's like, but he misses time with the Steelers. He's like, I just want to come back to the Steelers. Yeah, if the Steelers didn't have a running back, I would get that. But, you know, they're keeping Najee Harris. Obviously, you got Jalen Warren, who's a good thing. I like, I don't, what do you think happens there? I like, I'm not against the idea. I just don't understand how he fits in the Seward scheme at all. He doesn't. Yeah. He's a he's a guy who hasn't played in several years. Uh, that hasn't made him stronger. It hasn't made him faster. Uh, so it's all very unlikely. Um, he's already admitted he realizes that it was a huge mistake what he did. Uh, he'd like to turn back the clock. I don't think anybody else is ready to do that because the clock doesn't turn back. Now you're just a 32-year-old dude trying to beat out these guys who are much younger, stronger, faster, uh, tuned up and ready to go and rocking and rolling. You know, uh, no. I think, you know, the, the, the furthest it would go would be a training camp invite. He would be sent packing fairly quick. Well, and here's the other thing, too. You know, on these tight NFL rosters, certain running backs need to play special teams. Um, he's not coming back to play. He would never stay right. to just to be special right. teams. Right. So no. what I'm saying is, like, it doesn't make sense but Najee on special teams or Jalen Ward. So, you know, unless he came back and said, I'm play like a definite number one or two, which that's yeah, silly to think of with where the Steelers running back room is now. You know, why Why does it make sense? I, I, I don't know. Now, I don't know. Maybe he could be a volunteer coach or assistant or somebody hangs out with the team and maybe gets on Tom's good side or something. But yeah, certainly somebody's got to sell the hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder, let's kind of go to this. Uh, last year's Steelers receivers coach was Frisman Jackson. And I know just because you weren't a good NFL player doesn't mean you're a bad coach. Uh, Frisman Jackson struggled with the Browns. Uh, you know, he wasn't great of a player. Sewers made him a coach. They let him go the other day. So there's an opening for Sewers uh, receiver coach. Uh, you look at one of the better receivers of all time in Pittsburgh, Heinz Ward. And Heinz Ward's actually coached a little bit, too. It's not like the calls for Big Ben to suddenly become offensive coordinator. Um, right. I'm assuming they made that call to Heinz Ward if they're going to make it already. Does that make sense? Because Heinz Ward's actually coach. Right. It does to me. Uh, I guess that, that could be a really good spot for somebody like him to come in and get some NFL coaching experience. But he's he has coached um, to uh, – I, I wouldn't call his coaching stint in the XFL a success, but uh, he has coached. Um I think it'd be a good spot for him. I don't see where that would go completely wrong, but he's somebody who's familiar with the organization. Obviously he's familiar with Tomlin. Like there's, there's a lot of pluses there. And I would, I, I would be happy to see it happen, but uh, I understand that there are some other candidates that are out there that they might be more excited about. And I get, you can't, you, know, you can't just throw ex-Steelers into every coach position. We're done with that. 
But yeah, and you can't or to expect that throwing him in there means that all the receivers are now going to be we're going to have six Heinz Wards out on the field. Like that doesn't it doesn't translate like that. But I I will say I, I would love to see Ward work with Pickens, and I think you know Pickens is more of a diva receiver. Ward never was that, but I think they've got some comparisons. Didn't Ward go to Georgia? I believe. Hmm. I think Ward's from Georgia, right? Didn't you go to Georgia in college? Oh, I believe so. Yeah, so they got that in comparison. I know they played the game a little bit differently, but, you know, Ward was always a good blocker. You know, Pickens takes pride in that. I think Pickens blocking is more of a show. Uh, Ward kind of blocked more professionally. But, you know, maybe there's things they can collaborate with and work on. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I'm with you. You can't just drag a bunch of ex-Steelers in. But you look at the Steelers, they've only had three coaches in 69. Um, I think Tomlin's there for longer, and I think Tomlin enjoys being there. So maybe there's an argument to say, have we lost a little bit of the Steelers' way with some of the stuff that happened last year? Could you bring some Steelers back in to help out a little bit? I don't know. I think feel like that would be a positive of having him around is a little bit of that Steelers history would then sort of seep back into the current culture. Uh, that's the major plus for wanting to do something like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I'd love to see him get a hold of, of Pickens and, and give him a little bit of, you know, a, a dash of Heinz Ward in there. But I would also love to see him connect with uh, uh, Calvin Austin or a couple of these other guys who aren't yeah. that featured big downfield runner guy to really get some of that, um, get get some of the Heinz Ward into some of these other guys. Uh, Pickens is already doing what he's doing. I'd love to, you know, that hit growing up a little bit and having a little stronger Steeler culture attitude would be great. Um, but I'd love to see Heinz Ward style play start to affect some of these other guys that are around that are going to find ways of getting themselves more open, be outlets and be a little bit more available than perhaps they were this year. When Paul and I were over at train camp for a day, it was really fascinating. We saw Aaron Smith over there and Aaron had his whole family with him. And so we didn't want to bug him that much, but you know, Aaron Smith was inducted into like, it was either Sears Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor or one of those two things. So he came over for train camp for one day to do that. But he's come back various times too. And I kind of wonder, like they let him stand close to the players since he was an ex-sealer. I'm wondering if those guys, when they come back, like Aaron Smith's not a coach or anything, but I wonder how much access do they have? You know what I mean? Can Aaron Smith go up a defense line and say, hey, here's what I do, buddy. You know what I mean? I mean, it may not be that blatant, but definitely – you would think that one of the values of having a guy that you want to honor like that, have him come back to training camp is really to give him access to some of these younger guys where you could continue to add some of not just the, the, the Steeler attitude, but even just, you know, any veteran presence, you're going to want these guys. That's why, you honor them in that way. That's why you have them, why you do that at training camp in the first place is to try to build up that atmosphere. So it seems like, seems like they would do that. They also, it also feels like the Steelers in particular would be a team that would do that. Whereas other teams, you know, 
while team team is team, it's also there's other environments that feel a little bit more mercenary than the than the Steeler way. Well, and, and the other thing too, I'm thinking is again, you go back to that continuity. I mean, Steelers only had three coaches in '69. How do you do that for the Browns? Yeah, the Browns could bring back Bernie Kosar or whatever, but you know, but there's I'm, literally nobody in that organization that's still right. there. Yeah, right. and the coaches are different. They try different styles. Maybe they have different, different ownership. Styles. There's a there's yeah. nobody in the building that is the same as when he was there. Yeah, and so yeah, I don't know how you do that. I mean, it'd be intriguing if we had next time we have like a writer on or something to say like you know how often does that happen? Like you see these players around, but sometimes it's like, hey, I'm a retired player. Love to go see the old guys again and. Maybe they're talking to those guys without, like Charlie Batch. He's a broadcaster for the Steelers. He comes back. I know that day of a train camp, we saw him running around. But, you know, Charlie Batch was there to hobnob and be a media guy. He wasn't there to, you know, mentor Kenny Pickett or whatever. You, you know, it's right. I think those guys all come for different reasons, you know. Yeah, that's probably true. So, very interesting. Um, Trying to figure out uh, anything else kind of catch your attention about the Steelers this week? Not much that I'm aware of. I saw one article that talked about two different tight ends coming in. Uh, The Steelers were looking at two different tight ends. One of them is a guy who was in Tennessee with Smith and then and also in Atlanta. And it's a guy who prides himself on blocking that – that's just been part of the team and not really necessarily a, uh, you know, uh, a tight end one that may come in and supplant everybody. But I just felt just, just seeing the article, it felt a little bit strange. Like, what are you talking about? We have so many valuable and useful tight ends right now. That's not a room that we need to fill. Like there's, there's other dudes go find out some of the dudes <laughs> where we have missing spots. It just seems strange I, I to me. The tight end is like not, the need. Well, I did hear some talk about that. I, I think the, you know, sometimes these writers put two and two together and they hope to make four, but they're guessing. Uh, Smith used tight ends to block a lot, too. He liked some that would catch as well. You look at the serious tight ends, I mean, you know, I'll say it again about fire move. I love a healthy pack fire move, but he really hasn't been healthy. I think the students definitely bring him back on the option deal. But, you know, he's always healthy, which has got to be a concern. Uh, Washington, he did a good job blocking. They really haven't gotten as involved in the passing game yet. So I don't think you get rid of Fryer Move or a Washington, but there's room to bring in other people. Um, you look at the and end of Washington. Hayward's on the depth chart, right, Connor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I think, you know, you usually think of an NFL team having three tight ends. I think Smith's yeah. utilized four at times. And I know yeah. you can't always put four tight ends on the field at once, but, you know, look at the end of last year. The Steelers used three tight ends in some running situations, and that really helped propel them into the year. So, who knows? And well, there's also been some chatter about Washington possibly getting converted to a, a lineman. Yeah. That's, that's that size-wise in his blocking pedigree, like put him on the, on the line and then utilize some other people in tight end situations. So I, I don't know. I don't feel like he's gotten his full shake as a tight end yet. 
Um, well, and that's because uh, I think you see the time to develop the 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 pass catching uh, aspect. Because I still feel like if you if you're legitimately considering this dude as a as an offensive lineman, if you can get that ball to him five eight yards down the field, he is not going to be easy to bring down. Um, so I mean, you're literally putting a lineman out there with the ball and say, "Good luck, good luck, cornerbacks." Good luck, safeties. I, no. I'd love to be some Eric Green because Eric Green had that body and he did well. We're not mm-hmm. sure if Washington's quite that receiver, but we don't never... we don't know yet. I feel like he's gonna need a little bit more time to develop into that. Uh so I would hate for them to bail on his education there too soon. Well, and don't overlook the idea. I mean, tackle might be a possibility. It is kind of a risk, you know what I mean? You might say he could be oh, yeah. a good tackle or he could be a crappy tackle. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, to I, say. Think, I mean, you look at uh, a great tight end for Susan recently, Heath Miller. Yeah, he's was a good receiver, but he was maybe even a better blocker. And, you know, you know, he helped propel that. He was almost like a six-lineman at times, and they had five right. of a good one. You know, I that's thing I hate about the option. We can just say I don't know about everything, pretty much. So, because we don't, we don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's hard to say. Um, I see Argo here. Rob Woodson wants Kirk Cousins. I mean, I respect Rob Woodson. Kirk Cousins is too much money. I mean, you could restructure contracts to be able to do it. They've been talking. You know, Cam Hayward say he didn't want a pay cut. They said they could just restructure his contract to make it work. So I, I think they've got a lot of questions where, yeah, I like Kirk Cousins, but who wants $45 million? If you bring him in, there's other things you need to do that you won't be able to do. Yeah. Um, Very true. Yeah. Seeing. And I think that's about it, more looking. Um, yeah, anything upcoming? Um, I mean, this is kind of like a slow period before we get into free agency and everything, but it's good to see the Steelers are so busy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Good to see yeah, positive so. momentum happening somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Very good. So, Oh, um, well, you know Let's save this for the next podcast. We're going to be talking about some fun Super Bowl bets. Uh, we can kind of give our game predictions too during that time. So, all right. We did well. So, uh, that's your Steelers show. Uh, for Joe, this is Chris. Have a great night.